Hey, welcome back to the How to Podcast series. Hope you're doing well. Hope everything's going good. You're enjoying your summer and all that great stuff. So I had some people asking for this as an idea for a podcast episode. So in response to the request, here is some questions to ask yourself and a potential podcast editor when you're looking for, for podcast editing help for your show. What should you consider for yourself and for your editor? You're on the How to Podcast series. Here we go. So you're thinking about hiring a podcast editor to help you with your podcast because, you know, you have life, you have a family, you have you work full-time, and podcasting is something you're doing as a side hustle or something in your free time. But the thought of doing editing, ugh, no thank you, or... I have no idea how to do any of that stuff, but I know what my podcast should sound like and what I hope it would sound like. And I go on all these websites and I look at a bunch of strangers going, oh, how much is this going to cost? How does this even work? What is this like? Well, Dave to the rescue, dun, da, da, da. I would love to help you with your podcast. And I actually do this for other people. And I do my own editing for my show. So everything that you hear in all seven of my podcasts, um, all those edit, all those episodes, everything, all those interviews, the websites, the social media, the podcast itself, what you're listening to right now, ta-da, is all done in-house. And I do that for other people as well. So from my perspective, from my chair, behind my mic, and behind my editing station, here are some thoughts for you to consider as you are considering going out and getting yourself a podcast editor and just unloading all of the back-end stuff that happens after you hit stop on your recording. What is it like to work with somebody else that can help you with all these steps? So there's a few things to think about right off the bat for you as the host of your podcast that I would encourage you to think about before you reach out to get quotes and have a conversation with a potential editor. One of them is, I think from your perspective, from your microphone and your chair, when you hit record, is the better the recording you do, the less editing it's going to take to fix it and make it right and make it sound awesome. So that whole thing about garbage in, garbage out, I'm not talking about your content. I'm talking about the sound of what you're doing. If you have really bad mic setup or noisy environments or a bad connection with your guest over Zoom and you're expecting someone to pull miracles out of thin air to make it sound like it was done in a high-class, expensive studio, that's going to take time and money to do that, if at all possible. So, Consider what you can do to make what you send to your podcast editor as clean as possible with very clear notes about anything that needs to be removed. Maybe there was a portion of what was discussed that you want to take out completely. Timestamps are really good for an editor where you can tell them from minute 1 to 123 to minute 213. That section, can you just delete that and put it all back together again? Give them those kind of timestamps 
will make their editing time shorter and will cost you less, potentially, as you set up an arrangement with an editor. So that's one thing you can do to save yourself some money is be very organized, give clear directions for each episode that your podcast editor is working on and give them a nice, clean episode to work with, with very little background noise like dogs or the garbage truck just drove by my house. Things like that that you can eliminate or reduce will save time on the edit, which will in turn save you money. So keep that in mind. But as you are considering your podcast editor, um, you need to come up with a really good description. Again, you just go back to episode one of the How to Podcast series. Just be able to describe your podcast to a potential editor, the topic, the audience, the format, the duration of your episode, how long is each episode going to be, the finished length of your episode. Do you have a, a minimum, maximum? And how frequently are you going to publish an episode? These are all things that your podcast editor <coughs> is going to be asking you when you sit down and chat about having your show done by someone else for editing. So envision your ideal future with a professional editor over the next three years. What does it look like? What do you anticipate this relationship is going to feel like? And come with that kind of expectation as you sit down to talk with a potential new podcast editor. And you need to identify any tasks that are not getting done or being delayed in your current podcasting workflow. These are the things that are holding you back and potentially a hurdle for getting your next episode out. Also, now is the time to ask what additional services, in addition to editing your show, cutting out the ums, the ahs, putting in the intro and the outro and those kinds of editing things that you need done. What other services are you struggling with? Think about graphic design. Think about consultations, about having someone to sit down and talk to about podcasting and how to get better. Maybe writing your, your show notes, your show description, podcast episode titles, the social media aspect of what you're doing research, maybe even guest booking. Do, does your potential editor handle any of those additional features and how much would they cost to add to the editing of your show? So have a list of your wish list of things that you are looking for. And if your podcast editor doesn't do a certain thing that you need, maybe they have an amazing contact that they can put you in touch with that can't, does do the things that they're, you're looking for that they just don't. So have a wish list of all the things that you need before you meet with your editor. It'll really help as you go through and talk about the numbers, about how much this is going to cost to have an editor work with you. As you think about your time with a potential editor, answer this question in advance. For your own sanity, for your sake, if you didn't have to edit your podcast at all, you simply recorded it, put it into a drive, a shared drive, and someone else did everything else. What could you focus on instead of editing? What could you do? What Could you focus on your family? Could you focus on 
your next episode? Could you do more research? Could you, what could you do in that amount of time that you would be tied to your computer editing a podcast? I've heard people say that they've taken hours and hours and hours to edit a very short podcast episode, mostly because they're not used to the software or they're learning as they go and they're making mistakes and having to go back and do it again. They're getting frustrated. They are tired. (laughs) They just want this all to go away. And podcasting is not becoming, it's not fun anymore because now I'm editing and I just hate it. So I'm looking for somebody to step in and just save me and take me away from this so that I can focus on other things. So ask yourself, what would you gain by having someone else do this for you? In addition to your wish list, put make a list of the non-negotiables as well. Your preferences, your decisions, your criteria of what has to happen for your show. The must-haves. Make sure you have a clear list of your must-haves before you meet with any podcast editor. That way you have a clear idea and you don't forget anything because you can refer back to that list. What are your must-haves from this editor? And if they don't meet that criteria for you as a must-have, not a want or a wish or a maybe would be nice, but a, oh, definitely this has to happen. If they don't meet that, then be willing to entertain other editors and get other quotes. Okay. Doesn't hurt to talk to more people, get another reference, get another opinion and get another idea of what's out there. And don't just go for the first person that says, I'll do it for you for five bucks. Well, you may not get what you want for $5. I'm just saying. And the one thing I think is really difficult in the beginning stages when you're meeting with an editor, is that whole talk about money. Ugh, don't we all hate talking about money, right? It's like, what? how much does this cost? How much do you charge? And that awkward feeling of, well, who's going to say the number first? My preference is when I meet with someone talking about editing, is I ask them up front, what is your budget per episode? for, let's use round numbers, an hour episode. So if you have a half hour episode, we'll just cut it in half. But an hour episode, what can you afford every week, every second week, every month, whatever your cadence is for how many episodes you do and how often, what is your what is your budget per episode for 60 minutes of editing? None of the additional things that we talked about earlier just the editing. What do you, what can you afford as a podcast host? I put it out there because my number in my head might be completely different than what the person is offering. And it gives me a chance to tailor my response. So if I have a number and it's significantly lower that my host that's meeting with me for the first time puts out there, I can tailor my answer to incorporate and encourage that number and tell them what I can do for that price. It's kind of like going to buy a car and you walk onto the lot and then there's like these super high-end 
exotic car with an enormous price tag. And then there's the car that's kind of works some days, but we're not really sure how long it's going to last. Very cheap, kind of put together with a wish and a dream to then it hope it, it hope it runs tomorrow. There's that car. And then there's a whole bunch of cars in the middle. There's a various options. There's various prices. There's various sizes. There's so many things to consider when you buy a car. And if somebody came into a car lot and said, I have $10,000. I can't go any above that. I have it with me right now. What's available for me for $10,000? And then the person will walk you around and show you a bunch of cars from zero to $10,000 for you to choose from. They're not going to show you the $400,000 car because you don't have $400,000. So in the same way that would happen when you walk onto a car lot, hopefully with nicer results and nicer people maybe to deal with. But anyways, I like to ask up front, what is your budget? What are you looking to spend? And then let's have a conversation. Because I think a lot of us don't really know what cost money. And I was just having a conversation with someone this week and they were they're struggling with this whole idea of putting a value on what they know and how they help the world. And I said to them, do you know how to f- fix your own teeth? Can you fix your own cavities and do your own professional cleaning? No, no. Most of us can't. We have to go to the dentist. And when we're done, they give us a bill because that's how dentists get paid. We pay them because they have a skill, ability, a talent that we don't have. They have the tools that we don't have. They have the training that we don't have and the experience of doing it every day. And we don't have that. So in the same way, When you meet with a podcast editor, they have the tools, they have the ability, they're doing the thing, and you're not. And in that moment, you realize that this person that I'm talking to, this podcast editor, will give me value back in my time. And that's the big thing we always talk about. You're either going to pay for things with money or with time. You can do your own editing. I would love to show you how to use the software, get comfortable with it, give you some tricks and tips. And it's just a matter of time that you will eventually figure out how to do this and you won't have to pay for any of this. I'm not paying anybody. I'm not paying myself to do this because I've been doing recording for 20 years with this software. So it's pretty straightforward. But if you're brand new to recording and doing editing, this is a little intimidating. So this is an opportunity for maybe you to pass this off, even if it's just for the short term, and then maybe learn and grow and then take it back over in the future. If that helps you podcast, then consider that at the beginning and how working with an editor might help you save your sanity, keep podcasting, and make the minimum... investment possible to win back your freedom. So I've got some questions for you to ask of your podcast editor, potential editor. 
to get some clarity from your perspective as you're talking to them. So one thing you need to do is create a list of potential editors, um, companies, and kind of do your research before you head out into the crazy world of connecting with podcast editors for the first time. Ask your prospective editors about the types of editing services they offer. We talked about that. And inquire further if needed on anything extra. Also learn about their work process, including turnaround times. How, if I give you an episode today, when can I expect to have it back? Ask about revisions. How many revisions can I make to the edited version of my podcast? When you give it back to me, can I come back and say, can you fix this and this and this as well? Find out from them if they're compliant with the minimum specs for your audio to be hosted on all the different apps. If a podcast editor is new and doesn't understand that podcast apps like Apple and Google have minimum standards that need to be met, there could potentially be an issue in the future um, that might have an impact on your podcast if it's not done correctly. Are they aware of these minimum standards so that you're not the one asking for repairs to be done in the future because everything's done properly right from the beginning? You need to make sure you're working with somebody who understands this. And this is a side little note. If you reach out to a podcast editor, ask them if you can hear their podcast. I think it's very important that your editor actually has a podcast. I know of podcast editors that brag about the fact that they don't have a podcast of their own. And to me, that sounds quite absurd. For this reason, the best way to stay on top of the podcasting standards, the podcasting news, what's going on in the world, and to be better at editing is to be a podcaster. I have seven shows. I am putting out 10 plus episodes a week, roughly, between the seven shows. So my skills are multiplied weekly by seven as I produce these episodes. And if you meet with someone who's never recorded a podcast, does not know how the behind the scenes works, can troubleshoot a potential issue for you. One of the biggest complaints that podcast hosting sites get is a podcast editor or a podcast guru will reach out to a podcast host like Buzzsprout or whatever and they'll reach out on behalf of the host of the show and say, hi, this is so-and-so. I am the podcast editor for such-and-such such podcast. Uh, my, I, We're having problems with the show, blah, 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 blah. And many times the podcast hosting site team will ask probing questions of said caller, and they will have no idea what they're talking about. A current podcaster will have a better idea of how all this stuff works. And I would trust my podcast 
with a fellow podcaster over anyone who openly brags about the fact that they don't have a podcast. That seems ridiculous. So make sure you're actually working with a fellow podcaster. It's much easier because they understand exactly what you're asking for. Much easier for you, much easier for them. Ask for evidence of their work as well, of their expertise and their experience. Get references, get samples of your podcast, and make sure you listen to those samples. Listen to their show. And if you don't like how it is edited, if you don't enjoy listening to their podcast, it seems choppy, it seems unprofessional, then move on because that's a good indication of what they're going to do for you and what their what their opinion of good sounds like is if you listen to their show, you'll get a good sense because they've done their own edits. So keep that in mind. I'm nervous when I hear podcast gurus talk about editing and they don't even edit their own show. That's odd to me. So keep that in mind. The other one last thing too to consider from your perspective is if you're going to ask for intro and outro music to be part of your podcast, are you going to be supplying music that you own to the editor to use for your show? Are you asking the editor to find you music for your show? It's not impossible for your editor to find you music. It might be not be exactly what you want because they're, they're purchasing it for you or finding it for you. My suggestion is to find your own music and present that to the editor. And it's music you own, not music that you took from somewhere else. You're going to pay the price three, five, ten years from now if you don't do this correctly. And again, I've talked about this in episodes in the past. If you haven't heard those episodes, my suggestion is to go to your local music store. Almost any city in town has a music store or somewhere where bands play and put up a note saying, Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm looking for some band to record three minutes of music for me, original music that I can use in my podcast. And I will pay you for this. I did this with an artist in my community and paid him $150. He came back with separate tracks for drums, for bass, for all the different guitar parts, so that I could play with all the different tracks and remake it any way I want. And it cost me $150. And I own that music. No one else in the world has that song. It was written just for me. That is the best way to know that you will never have a problem in the future with your music being flagged as not yours. So please, please make the investment of just buying your track, buying your music, Talk to a relative, a friend, a buddy of a buddy who has a band who can record something for you and give it to you, and you pay them. You're supporting local artists. 
You're putting money back into your community and you own the music. And you can always give them a shout out and they'll be proud to talk about your podcast and that time when somebody reached out and said, hey, can you record music for my show? And now as a band, we've never thought of doing that before. And now we do that for others. Help your local community, help your local artists and get them to do the music for you. It is the best way, the best way. Then having to navigate all the contracts and all the stuff that you see on any of those websites that you can search through Google looking for music. And please don't take someone's song without permission. Oh, please. When you're reaching out for a podcast editor, an editor is going to be able to help free up your calendar, take the frustration out of podcasting, giving you back time for your family, for yourself, for growing your podcast, for growing your audience. And you can simply put your recorded episode in a file folder online and it comes right back to you. All pretty, all done nice, exactly the way you want. And you pay for it. So make a list of all the things you want. Make a list of all the things that has to happen. Make a list of all the extras that you're thinking about. Put it out there. Make a list of people you want to talk to. Spend some time interviewing different podcast editors and find the one that feels right for you and maybe take them for a test drive, get them to do an episode, get them to do a small commercial for your podcast, a little test of their skills and ability to see if you feel comfortable with them. This is a working relationship that's going to be ongoing and mutually beneficial to them as they make money on the side, supporting their family, putting food on their table as an editor, and helping you win back your time. It's a win-win for both. So please consider that. And like I said at the beginning, I do this, this exact thing for others doing podcasts. And it's funny for me because I'll sit with a bunch of people who follow this show and they talk about the editors they're trying to find. And I'm, I have my hand up saying, I do this as well. So if you're looking for a podcast editor, howtopodcast.ca is my website. And I would love to talk to you. Let's just jump on a call together on Zoom or whatever and chat. And let's see if I can help you. Let's see what your budget is. Let's see what your expectations are. And let's see if we can work together. I would love to help you and take that stuff off of your plate and give you freedom back. And if that works for you and that sounds interesting to you, I would love to talk to you. How to podcast.ca, head over there and let me know what you're thinking. And as well, while you're at how to podcast.ca, make sure you click that little speak pipe button. And we're asking this question this month is, if you had one call to action, one thing that you could put at the end of your podcast, what would that be and why? One call to action. What would that be and why? Over at howtopodcast.ca. And while you're there and while you're recording that, make sure you mention your podcast, what it is and where we can find it. And we'll share your questions here 
and your suggestions here on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We just went over 52,000 listens on the podcast, which is insane. I don't even know what's happening, but I love all of you. And I really do appreciate you being here on the How to Podcast series. We'll be talking soon. Thank you for being here for episode 111. Lots more coming. Lots of great co-hosted episodes as well, right here on the How to Podcast series. Take care. Get out there and podcast. <laughs>